You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. On this weekend of Friday, August 27th, 2021, during our 26th year on the air, bringing you Into Tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And a happy birthday to H. He likes to be called H, but he's, his real name is Horatio, yeah. and he's our web guy, handles the web team. Boy, does he handle them, whips and chains. And, no, he's, but he's in charge of the web team, does uh, most of the posts on the site at intotomorrow.com, does most of the research that uh, that our listeners are looking for stuff and digging, and he does it. He's the brains of our operation. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> he's a brain. He's of the brains. Our, uh, you're the mouth. I'm the heart. Oh, boy, is that not true. <laughs> Woo! Okay, calm down, Christopher. But it's some tech news and commentary time. Then we go to Robert standing by and more of your calls as we hopefully solve your digital dilemmas here on the radio. The original social media, even though you may be hearing us on our 24-7 stream, which is also available on our free Into Tomorrow app that I'm sure you have, and I'm hopeful that you gave us five stars. And I'm thrilled if you did a little review for us. All of the above would be really helpful. Or you may be listening on our podcasts, which are free to you, all three hours of the broadcast. So you can sign up for them and snag them anywhere you get your other podcasts. We are that big that well-known, if you will, that egotistical to be able to say our podcasts are everywhere, right. from from Apple Podcasts to Zeno Radio. Boy, I did that really quick, oh, A to yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is Zeno that? Radio still around? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We're, and we're still on their platform, all three of their listeners. Amazon Music. A- Amazon? Amazon. Amazon Music. Amazon Music. <laughs> Google Podcasts, I think they call it. Um, all the stuff. Podzilla, Spotify. Yeah. Any podcast platform you can mention, we're on it. Unless you personally just started one and we're not there yet. But we're there. we'll get there. Yeah. All right. For years, Tesla CEO Elon Musk has warned people about the dangers of AI-powered robots, even predicting scary outcomes like in the Terminator. Yeah. But now he seems to have had a change of heart. Oh. He announced at Tesla's AI Day last week that the electric vehicle company will develop a humanoid robot prototype dubbed the TeslaBot. According to Musk, the prototype will be completed sometime in 2022, though the billionaire entrepreneur is uh, known for blowing past his own publicly stated deadlines on large, flashy projects. Frequently. Yeah. Um, he said, quote, it's intended to be friendly, of course, and navigate through a world built for humans. Well, if it's a world <laughs> built for humans, why is he building a robot? Because he's got too much money. Yeah, He's got to spend it. That's true. He hasn't gone to space yet, though. Not yet. He's probably working on it. Yeah. At one of these 
trips. He, 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 wanted, be there. he wanted to make sure the others could do it, <laughs> get back before he, yes, <laughs> he did it. Let the other billionaires do it first. Oh, they survived. Well, give it some thought. We'll see. Yeah. Facebook released its first ever widely viewed content report. A quarterly addition to its Transparency Center, now that's going to be an important word to come back to haunt them, that will provide an overview of the most widely viewed content in news feeds. It shows, for instance, that the most viewed links on Facebook in a recent three-month period was to the website of a Wisconsin firm that offers to connect Green Bay Packers fans to former players. Okay. (laughs) That was the most viewed link. I somehow don't see that. The second most viewed link was to the online storefront of Pure Hemp, which sells CBD products. That I can see, I guess. The third most viewed post in the same period by Facebook's reckoning no longer exists at all. So as as TechCrunch put it, the company's latest gesture at transparency is better than nothing, but not particularly useful. But now, get this. When Facebook released that quarterly report about the most viewed posts in the U.S., Guy Rosen, its VP of Integrity. Yeah, right. They (laughs) They have have integrity? (laughs) They have have a VP of it, even. Wow. Of Integrity. Said the social network had undertaken, quote, a long journey, close quote, to be, quote, by far the most transparent platform on the Internet, close quote. Again, Yeah, right. Uh Facebook had prepared a similar report for the first three months of the year, but executives never shared it with the public because of concerns that it would look bad for the company, according to internal emails sent by executives and shared by the New York Times. So, Guy, what happened to that so-called transparency and integrity? Uh Robert listens online and is calling in using the Ask Dave button. Thank you, sir, on our site at intotomorrow.com. Do you recommend any drone that has the follow me feature? Whoa. Well, Robert, DJI is the best-known brand in Follow Me drones. Many of their drones have the feature, and it generally works very well. We've played with a few. The Mavic Pro, Mavic 2 Pro, Spark, Phantom 4 all have the Follow Me feature, along with cinematic versions of that. Uh, It will not just follow you around, but also fly circles around the user and get closer and farther away. To make more interesting videos. Yeah, those models will start at around $400, but will go into the thousands. Oh, yeah. Uh, DJI also makes professional models that cost significantly more than that. There are other brands that also include Follow Me features. For example, the $2,000 Unique Typhoon H-Line and the $1,300 Skidio 2 both have a Follow Me feature. Um, If you can afford $800, the Mavic Air 2 will give you portability, ease of use, a solid Follow Me feature, and easy access to spare parts for when you inevitably run it into something. Yeah, which I've done with every drone that I've ever flown. It happens. Uh, But let us know what you end up going with, Robert. More for you at intotomorrow.com. you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. 
Just text STAY to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow. Of course, we're in the middle of our huge annual, highly anticipated, exciting cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. So we want you to participate on the program, and it's so easy, so many ways you can do that. Ask a question about consumer tech. Help another listener by adding to one of our answers, perhaps. You can say, yeah, I had that experience, and here's what I did in addition to what you suggested. Uh, Maybe your ideas, hopefully, are even better than our suggestions, whatever the case. We just want to hear you on the air. And like that, automatically, you win. We don't make you jump through hoops. You don't have to be the 99th caller. You don't have to answer goofy questions. You just participate and you win in the summer giveaway. It's so easy. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. There's a little Ask Dave Mike button and you can click that and ask that way. You can use our app, of course, and message to studio or you can do it the old fashioned way. Still works. Call us anywhere toll free from North America, 800 899 into. That's 800 899 46. Eight, six. And you can do all of those things anytime. We just want to hear you on Into Tomorrow. In what could be a big tech turning point in our hometown of Miami, leaders are looking ahead to a major tech conference right here next year. Hopefully we'll even broadcast from that. We'll see. The Founders Fund is a venture capital firm, and Varda is a space manufacturing startup. We're fortunate to have the principal and founder of both joining us now. Uh, Delian Asparahov. Was I close, Delian? <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. It's definitely not the easiest name in the world to pronounce. No, we're gonna we're gonna call you Joe Smith. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But Delion, uh, thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us. And and I understand that you're joining us from just a few miles south of our studios, also here in Miami. You're in the Miami Design District. We can see some of that over your shoulder, brickle and that kind of thing. That's very cool on our video. Uh, tell me first a little bit about uh, Founders Fund and Varda, and then let's get into other things that are exciting and upcoming. Uh, yeah, so Founders Fund is one of the premier venture capital firms uh, that was originally based in Silicon Valley, founded in 2000, I believe four or five from a lot of these sort of early, uh, you know, PayPal uh, co-founders, uh, you know, Peter Thiel um, and Ken Howery, uh, you know, Luke uh, and a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the past, you know, now it's been, I guess, 17 years, um, has steadily invested in some of the world's uh, most game-changing technology companies. Uh, some of the ones that we're best known for are being the early backers of uh, SpaceX, uh, Airbnb, uh, you know, Wish.com, uh, Affirm, uh, and many, many uh, others. Uh, and, you know, most recently, uh, about uh, 
early in 2020, I think is when it was announced, uh, raised roughly $3 billion of new funds to continue to invest um, into sort of, you know, game-changing, you know, startups. Uh, and sort of speaking of, you know, game-changing startups, one of the companies that Founders Fund invested in uh, was a company that I actually incubated. Uh, Founders Fund is known for, over the past few decades, actually incubating companies. That means we create them ourselves, come up with the idea, um, and basically put together that sort of early founding team. Uh, it actually first happened in, you know, 2004 when the firm got started uh, Peter Thiel actually incubated Palantir, uh, which maybe some of the uh, show is familiar with that uh, recently went public. Uh, and more recently, about three years ago, we incubated a company called Anduril uh, Technologies, which is trying to cr- become a next generation defense prime. Uh, and I just incubated Varda, uh, which is basically making the quickly one liners, the world's first space factories. Um, <laughs> the idea is we basically take materials from down here on Earth bring them up to space. And there's, for a variety of reasons, a ton of benefits from fabricating or manufacturing them in space. Uh, and then we bring them back down. Uh, and so we've raised a total of uh, $15 million so far. Uh, and our first mission will be Q1 of 2023. Wow. A lot. I mean, there's a lot there. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome because certainly very tech-related, which obviously is what we cover. Now we got to figure out how you can incubate a 26-year uh, radio broadcast about tech. Uh, <laughs> we'll see about incubating us. Uh, but I think that's fascinating, the kinds of things that you do. Now, you, you don't uh, uh, sponsor, if you will, or, or fund only your ideas, right? You are looking for others with great tech ideas and bring them to you and see what you think might be viable in the business? Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, we've incubated these three companies, but 99% of our portfolio is people, you know, external to the investment firm coming to us, pitching us, you know, on their idea. Uh, and a majority of the time, we're funding things that are, you know, sort of uh, a handful of co-founders, uh, you know, in a pitch deck in a garage type thing. Like, you know, we're very comfortable with funding things in the very, very early stages. Uh, and then, you know, ideally, we like to support the company, you know, all throughout. So, you know, from that sort of first, let's say, a million or two dollars, all the way up to the, you know, a $400 million pre IPO round. Wow. Uh, one thing that I really like about Founders Fund is we're known for being a sort of like full stack investment firm. So we take you all the way from seed, uh, you know, to IPO and have done that, you know, for, you know, some of these companies that, you know, I mentioned previously, uh, you know, in our portfolio, like in SpaceX, I think our first check into the company was in 2007, but we did in the latest round in 21. So, you know, we've supported the company for over, you know, 14 years now. That's terrific. And clearly they are doing things that we talk a lot about on this show on a regular basis. So that's really neat that you've been there from the ground up, literally up uh, with SpaceX. So keep up that good work. One of the things that you do that really impresses us is, is one thing that we've tried to do in our 26 years on the air, and that is to help promote startups. You know, everybody knows about the big companies. Everybody knows that they're doing what they're doing. And, and while a lot of the bigger companies don't need any more uh, funding, perhaps, because they're funding themselves now to, to the tune of a lot of money. The smaller companies that have great ideas and maybe just need that kick, that little push. Um, it's always like at various trade shows around the world. Remember the good old days when we could all travel? Uh, but we used to, and of course we will again soon, we hope. But we used to always go to these trade shows and we'd look around the outskirts of, of these big convention centers, CES, IFA, Mobile World Congress, all these various shows. And we'd look for the smaller companies because, again, everybody knows what the big companies are doing. Yeah, we'd report on that, of course, because 
everybody wants to know, but it's the smaller companies doing really unique things in the tech field that we think deserve that extra hand, if you will, uh, to promote what they're doing. Clearly, you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely part of why people, you know, choose our investment firm, let's say, vis-a-vis, you know, other offers that they have. It mostly comes out of the fact that once they sort of get an investment from us, there's a lot of you know, tangential benefits that happen afterwards, right? Because we've had such a track record of success, that makes candidates more likely to be interested in working at your company because they think, hey, it's a founders fund back company, and that is a lot easier to get press and attention, right? Uh, you know, when you have you know a funding around with us, and so we'll help introduce you to reporters at everywhere from you know the Wall Street Journal to you know TechCrunch to you know sort of all over the place. And then the other thing that I think we've done well is you know some amount of our own distribution channels. So uh, the the investment firm runs its own podcast where we talk about sort of uh, what we think are, you know, the future deep technologies that are, you know, going to be brought on. And a, a lot of our investment team members have relatively large followings on, you know, Twitter, their own podcasts that they run as well. Um, it's, those tend to be distribution channels. And so that's definitely, you know, a part of what we help out with is, uh, you know, take a company that, you know, has 10 employees uh, and give them the attention that maybe traditionally would only go to a company that has thousands of employees. And turns out that helps accelerate a lot of things. It gets you a lot of candidates, customers, yeah. uh, you know, potential employees. And so, um, I feel like half my job is, you know, kind of being the you know, party promoter for my startups sometimes. <laughs> That's a good point. And, of course, don't forget the ability to perhaps uh, be on the Into Tomorrow broadcast as well, which, you know, gives us that opportunity to help promote more of these startups and more of these smaller companies that deserve uh, the promotion. So that always gives us the warm fuzzies, knowing that we can help uh, some of those folks. Uh, talk to me a little bit about um, uh, the whole emerging of Miami as a maybe even a refuge, as, as some people have referred to it, uh, for tech entrepreneurs. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, you know, it feels almost like out of this world to say that, like, Miami is now, you know, competing to be one of the largest, you know, tech hubs in the United States, where Yay. two years ago, you know, I would have thought you were crazy for saying so. <laughs> yes. uh, but COVID was just this black swan event where, you know, I think, you know, Florida in some ways dealt with it, you know, much better than a lot of other, you know, uh, states did. If you look at it on a per capita basis, right, California and Florida effectively have the same number of cases uh, versus, you know, California went through a lot of draconian, you know, lockdowns, ruined yep. small businesses. Um, it's, you know, really had a devastating effect there. And so I think at some point over the course of, you know, the first six months, nine months, 12 months, a lot of these sort of top tier venture capitalists that were either living, you know, in California, in New York, started to get frustrated with the, you know, uh, you know, policies and the way that the sort of government was reacting to COVID. And in combination with that, for the first time, it became very sort of like socially acceptable to be an investor over Zoom. It used to not be totally acceptable. You with founders in person. They had to come fly out to you wherever you were. Um, and only then could you seriously consider it uh, versus it was much more now socially acceptable, if not the default that you had to Zoom with founders, especially because there's now just so much uh, capital entering into the venture capital ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's very much a sort of like, you know, in some ways like seller's market, i.e. like if founders are selling their equity, they can kind of choose whoever they would like to sell it to you. And, you know, hell, with Varda, I've seen this. It's very advantageous to rather than like, you know, driving around to a bunch of different offices, you know, maybe I can do two, maybe three, maybe four investor meetings in a day. Instead, I can stack 12 Zoom calls, you know, back to back and run a much tighter fundraising process and leave the in-person stuff for when we're, you know, getting close to deciding on who to take. And so in some ways, not only did it shift to Zoom, but I can do my job very effectively over Zoom. And so a handful of people last, let's say, you know, July, August, September in 2020 decided to like move out to Miami. And it just started this slow rolling effect where it just has steadily picked up steam. And then in particular, 
there in December was when all that steam sort of came to a boiling point and really started to uh, national attention where I actually had this tweet where at the time I wasn't living in Miami, but sort of pithily tweeted about, I knew all my friends that had moved there. And I was like, guys, you know, this is when, you know, San Francisco decided to shut down out dining despite there being, you know, no, uh, scientific evidence for any outdoor spread of COVID. Yep. And somewhat frustratingly tweeted out this pithy tweet that I was like, what if we move off Silicon Valley, Miami? Um, that tweet went very viral, and then the mayor of Miami quote tweeted it with the uh, with the text of uh, "How can I help?" question mark um, And unbeknownst to him, uh, that just general phrase or you know uh, uh, you know that general anachronism of "How can I help?" Uh, is extremely popular in the Silicon Valley venture community. Sort of what venture capitalists always say when they don't want to invest, basically, because like if they want to invest, they just say like, "How much can I invest into the company?" And if they don't want to invest, well, they want to seem friendly, so they say, "How can I help?" And so yeah. it went really viral within Silicon Valley because everybody's like, "Oh my God, this is a mayor that is like speaking like a venture capitalist, and he wants to help." Uh, and so that got, I think, that tweet got on, you know, CNN, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, just got you know tons of attention. And so all of a sudden that just amplified what was already happening of like all of these people that are moving here. And so that even started convincing me to move. And so I ended up moving to Miami maybe about two and a half, three months later. Um, and then running, you know, a spontaneous sort of tech conference with all the people that I knew were here that you know, brought even more attention to it. Um, and that ball only continues to roll. I know people moving to Miami basically every week now. Oh, yeah. And welcome to Miami. We're glad to have you. We've got to interrupt and take a quick break and then talk more with Delian Asperohov, the principal and founder of Founders Fund and Varda. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into tomorrow, our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech. We're talking with the principal and founder of Founders Fund and Varda, Delian Asperahov. And reference to your uh, Zoom discussions, for the most part, that's terrific, of course. Uh, we've been doing a lot of Zoom interviews the last year and a half because it also is convenient. Of course, we get that bandwidth issue with some occasional breakup like we've experienced here with you and I chatting. That's unfortunately part of technology. It gets better as we go. Um, but uh, I think it's terrific. And one of the questions I've got, you mentioned that uh, suddenly there was kind of a glut, if you will, I'm paraphrasing, uh, in venture capital monies available. How did that happen? Was it uh, companies making money or venture capitalists that said, hey, I I have a little more than I thought because I've not spent much, so now let me find worthy uh, causes, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it mostly comes down to the significant number of IPOs. There's sort of like a dearth of IPOs in 2019 
tech IPOs in 2020 totally you know shift that back. Massive companies like Airbnb, you know, DoorDash, uh, you know, Snowflake, uh, all being extremely well received by the right? I think on average those companies were uh, you know came out at 60 to 80 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think about it, you know, of those companies, typically 20 to sometimes you know 50 percent uh, of the company is actually owned by venture capitalists. And so you're talking about sort of billions and billions of dollars that was returned to what are called RLPs, which is our limited partners. Those are basically the people that invest in us. And Typically, where venture capitalists get their funds from, or typically think like you know Harvard's endowment, or you know hospital like uh, fund, uh, you know endowment, or pension funds of particular states. Um, and basically, what happens is when we return that capital to those states. Um, they basically reallocate it directly back into venture capital firms, some portion of it. And so if we return five, you know, let's say $50 billion, they just immediately are very happy with the investment class and return $25 billion back to continue investing into the future startups. And so um, a lot of what's causing it is just the success and the sort of investment returns uh, venture capitalists have provided over the past decade that are now uh, very much becoming liquid. There's sort of, I feel like a, like, you know, stopping point or in some ways a a holdback of a lot of IPs. Uh, you know, in like 2019 and early 2020. And then now the gates have totally opened. It's just been a flood of IPOs, which means liquidity to the venture capitalists, which means liquidity to our limited partners, i.e. our investors, which then feeds right back in. And now, means, you know, and I think it's generally very great for society. There are a lot more people now interested in funding somebody with their, you know, garage startup, uh, you know, just you know, one or two employees. Uh, and because of Zoom, those, you know, garage startups don't need to be in Silicon Valley anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you look Founders Fund, and the companies that we've backed over the past two or three months, they've been in, you know, Atlanta, Miami, New York, Chicago, um, you know, the, London, all over the place. So we're much more willing to distribute our you know, funds and where we invest in a much more disparate, geographically disparate manner um, than honestly we were before COVID, uh, largely because of that same sort of effect of Zoom. Gotcha. And of course, uh, because of that, uh, that's terrific that now it speaks volumes for other tech companies, especially startups with some great ideas. And while we have nothing close to a valley here in South Florida, we might as well be uh, the Silicon Valley of, of the South uh, and hopefully take over one day. You know, we all have big plans. Why not? Right. We <laughs> got to think about that. Now, before I let you go, I do want to get your take on some advice for some of these small companies. We've got a lot of folks listening on a regular basis uh, that say, I've had a great idea. I just don't know what to do now, or I don't have funding to move it forward. What advice would you give? My biggest advice is I think most people, when they have an idea, they die into actual like building the idea or writing the code or creating like the first like you know hardware prototype and i think what most people underappreciate is that a lot of like startups and company building actually comes down to storytelling and that what you should instead focus your time on is putting together that sort of 20 to 25 slide presentation that explains why this is a great idea why it can become very large what's the differentiated sort of approach that you have and by the way why are you the superhero for this story why is your team the people that are working on it sort of the best people like that are best suited for it. The example that I always like to give is like, Elon's been a very great CEO for SpaceX. Mark Zuckerberg has been a great CEO for Facebook. But can you imagine if they like swapped jobs? 
Mark Zuckerberg has no idea how to crack the whip on like space engineers and get rockets <laughs> on the land. And man, Elon with his tweets, like you think that like Zuckerberg's had a tough time in front of Congress. Like imagine <laughs> Elon with his tweets in front of Congress. Oof. That'd be a real brutal time if he started joking about Cambridge Analytica like on his Twitter feed. Yes. Uh, and so oh, they would be disasters on either side. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, thinking through sort of why am I the superhero for that story, for this story um, and telling that story really well. Um, and then send that set of, you know, sort of 20 to 25 slides to some of the top tier venture capitalists. One of my best investments is this company called Sword Health. The founder is based in Porto, Portugal. So this isn't even like Lisbon, Portugal. This is like the second biggest town in Portugal. Not that big. He reached out to me over cold email, basically saying, hey, Dalian, I've read your essays on how to tell a good story and like the advice that you've given online. I've tried to follow that. And like, here's the story that I've told. Here's why I think my company in the middle of Portugal can become one of the largest U.S.-based digital healthcare companies. And we have this very interesting technology that we've been working on. Lo and behold, he got me hooked. I was in Portugal a week later meeting with his team in person, decided to fund the team a week after that. Um, and now the company has raised, I think, a total of almost like $100 million. They're one of the fastest growing startups in the United States. I think they've hired like on the order of like 100 people here. They have an wow. office now in you know Portugal that's like 200 people. Um, and so, you know, extremely fast growing, you know, since then. And so, um, you know, opportunities, you know, can be right in front of you, no matter where you're based in the world, it just uh, matters. Uh, all that matters is sort of thinking through exactly what your story is and how to tell who you are and what you're working on and why that's super exciting. Oh, for sure. And it must make you feel good to know that you have incubated yet another company, that you helped a yet another company with a great idea. And of course, it's tech related. And of course, stay tuned into tomorrow because with your input to us, we will keep everyone informed as well. And hopefully we'll get a lot of folks joining us here in my Miami, uh, what is our hometown, yours now as well, and see what happens. Meantime, visit foundersfund.com. Of course, we'll link you there when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com. You can also check out varda.com, V-A-R-D-A.com for more. Uh, Delian, you're a, you're a delight to chat with. I see that there's so much more we've got to cover when we've got more time. And hopefully we can broadcast from this big event coming up in April in Miami. At least for a change, we wouldn't have far to travel. It would be nice to see what's happening there and to promote as many companies as we possibly can that are involved in this tech world. And we love doing that. That'd be amazing. And thanks so much for having me on today, Dave. It's a pleasure. Thank you again very, very much. Foundersfund.com. I'm Dave Graveline bringing you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. You're listening to Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Well, gee, thank you, uh, air quote, smart speaker, for telling us that. You know, you can play our podcast through Alexa and Google Home and all that stuff, too. You know, All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. And she'll do it. (laughs) And tell us if your Alexa woke up and did it, because it heard us say it. Yeah. And if you have Alexa built into the car, just in case, Alexa, 
Play Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Now we'll see how many people we upset. And I hope we didn't upset anyone. I hope yeah. they're going to just say, okay, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Well, if they want funny, then just say, Alexa, tell me a joke. There you go. There you go is right. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I'm Dave Graveline. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Visit dexcom.com. I shall do just that. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. The size of picture tubes was limited because of costs and weight, and flat panels were just a dream for many years. At IFA in 1977, the first miniature LCD screen was shown, 3 by 4 inch, with about 9,000 pixels. No wonder that uh, Edward Rain, inventor, author, and millionaire, offered the incredible award of 1 million Deutschmark for the first real TV display for the wall. It took nearly two more decades until the first prototypes were shown at IFA in 1995. A 22-inch LCD and a 42-inch plasma. The first real product premiered at IFA in 1997. It it was a 42-inch plasma, only standard definition, costing about $15,000. Yeah, you'd have to be a millionaire (laughs) in order to get it. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. There you go. Don in Lewiston, Idaho, calling in with the Ask Dave button. Thank you, sir, that you'll find at intotomorrow.com. It's so easy to use. We'd love for you to try it. Hey, Don. I have an old HP laptop that has a Realtek RTL8188EE. Wi-Fi adapter, but then on my new Asus VivoBook laptop I just got has a Realtek 8821CE wireless mm-hmm. adapter, mm-hmm. and I'm not too swift on wireless adapters, so I was curious what's the difference and why am I able to connect to a distant Wi-Fi signal with my old laptop and adapter, but my new laptop and adapter I can't connect hardly at all, so. Just curious what the difference is and why I'm having some issues. Thank you. Well, Don, there are two possible causes for your new laptop doing a worse job with Wi-Fi. First, your old adapter could only handle 2.4 gigahertz networks. Those networks are slower, of course, than 5 gigahertz networks. But they're better at getting through thick walls and other obstacles. It's possible that your router can output both frequencies and your new laptop is defaulting to the faster one. Now, if that's the case, you should be able to tell your laptop or your router to use the other one, and you should have similar coverage as you did before. Yeah, the other possible cause is not related to the adapter itself, but what it's plugged into. Different laptops have different antennas, and some are just better than others. Newer laptops don't necessarily have better ones. Uh, There's nothing too complex about the antennas. They're just wires arranged in different parts of the laptop to try and catch the wireless signal. But your old laptop may have had better ones or better placed ones than the new one. If that's the case, you're better off just getting a signal booster for the network rather than trying to improve the antennas, which will involve either taking your laptop apart or buying a USB adapter that will cost you more than the signal booster itself. Yeah. So, Don, if you need our show notes about all this info, because it's a lot to have heard, especially if you're out driving right now, then visit us at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of August 27th, H's birthday. And then uh, our show notes in Hour 3, your call 
and our answer. Speaking of answers, the cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. Well, you see, because it reminded me of questions, ah. which reminded me of participation on the program to win fabulous prizes. Ah. For example, what have we got during this summer giveaway that we want to share with our audience? And all they have to do is call in and participate. We've got, if you've got the issues with your cell phone signal, we've got from WeBoost, Drive Sleek. They sent three of their single-user vehicle cell phone signal boosters uh, from Car Keys Express while we're on the subject of cars. If you lose your car keys like me, they sent key and remote replacement kits for many popular vehicles. And like me, if you're an Android user of any sort, phone, tablet, what have you, TypeWise sent us promo codes for lifetime subscriptions to TypeWise custom keyboard for any Android device. Trust me, you want one of these. And they're valued at $25. We'll throw something else in for you, too. If you mention that you'd like something else, we'll do our best to get that to you. From Tivic Health, they sent several of their clear-up microcurrent devices to relieve congestion from colds, flus, and allergies. They even sent carrying cases to go with it. Uh, from OWC, we've got Envoy Pro Electron 1-terabyte USB-C SSD drives and several of their USB-C travel docks to simplify your mobile connectivity. Could you use a 10.1-inch high-res in-vehicle digital smart TV overhead monitor system? From Vox Electronics, it's worth $700. we got one of those to share with you. From Cut and Go, we've got the Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. They sent us a hundred of these to share with you. These will allow you to never be trapped in an accident. From Razer, we've got Black Widow Light Silent Mechanical Keyboards to up your productivity. And Kyo Webcam, the perfect work-from-home webcam with built-in adjustable ring light. Mayhaps you can use a color OLED two-way security and remote start system worth $600 from Viper. We got one of those to share with you as well. And you see how easy it is. Chris is going to share with you how easy it is to participate. And no promises, no guarantees, but mention three or four of the items. And again, they're all listed during the summer giveaway on the summer giveaway post at intotomorrow.com. So you can review that. Sign up for the tech newsletter while you're at it. You don't have to. But review the post and say, oh, I'd like this, 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 or that. And mention those things when you join us. And the summer giveaway was originally scheduled to end in the next couple of weeks, but rumor has it it might be extended just a little bit. Are you giving something away? Maybe, but you have to stay tuned to find out. Yeah, because we're not ready to announce that officially. Right. But if you've been waiting to call in, now's the time these days before the end of the summer giveaway. And to call in, you could either uh, call the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. You could use the uh, Into Tomorrow app for your favorite iOS or Android device. Or you can stop by our site and click on the little red microphone that says Ask Dave. Don't forget the K. And, uh, that, that's <laughs> well, they it. don't have to do anything with the K, well, but yeah. you're looking for Ask Dave. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's at intotomorrow.com. The only thing we ask is if you do that, let us know uh, how you listen to the show and where you're calling in from. That's true, because the Ask Dave button with a microphone doesn't give us that option to ask you that question. Right. Where are you calling from? How do you hear the show? So we get a lot of people participating, but we don't know any of that. So sometimes Chris or someone else has to quickly write back to you and say, great, now how do you hear the show and where are you? Because we, we, love, you know, because we love our affiliate radio stations and we'd like to give them credit when you call in too because it of also course. reflects good on them. That's a very good point. So do let us know that. Now you don't have to worry about that if you use the app because it, there's a little thing you fill out, right, when yes. you say something. <laughs> with the app. Or, of course, when you call the 800 number, because I sort of hold your hand through the process, we walk you through it. 
Now give us your first name. Now how are you listening? Now, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, try any of the above. Either way, we want you to participate and win on Into Tomorrow. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best Medicare do the work for you. Hi guys, back to Cameron Graveline, and if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Now back to the guys. Dave's not here. Yeah, well, that's what it sounds like, Cameron, when you when you say, ask Dave so he could ask me. Callers are doing that. Uh-huh. We had a couple of callers earlier in the show today that said, so be sure and ask Cam so he can answer the question for me. Cameron, you're making quite the impact on our audience. Huh? Yeah, well, I never felt old until I needed my nine-year-old son to show me how to do something on my phone for one day. Yeah. Then I started feeling old. Well, same here, because I never did Tic Tac, and he was giving me heck for that. I said, because I don't want to do Yes, you have to, because you have to talk. see my... Oh, TikTok. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't even know what the heck it was called properly. So I had to have him set up TikTok on my phone. And then I still only have five followers. So follow me, please, at Dave Graveline. I'm so sad. See, and we're supposed at, to be the tech guys. I, yeah, I know. But, but but as we tell people, we're not like the tech gurus. We're just a couple of regular guys that, tech, that like tech. We, we think of ourselves as tech enthusiasts. Is that like space tourists? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're tech enthusiasts. But this is why we have a research team, so that if we don't know, we go to the experts. Like Cameron, right. nine, nine years old, right. and he's the one that tells us how to do it. Because not only did he set up TikTok for me, or TikTok or whatever, but he then you know helped me with the first couple of TikToks and stuff. And he's the only one that likes my TikToks. Mm-hmm. So I'm sad. Sorry. You don't even like my TikToks, and you have an account because, well, you're just a voyeur (laughs) because you don't post anything, but you follow a bunch. I scroll through whatever that that For You page thing is. I just sit there, and I scroll, and I scroll, and I scroll. Yeah. Is that why there's a lot of hashtag for you? (laughs) Apparently. Or FYP for your page? I guess. I don't even know how it all works. Well. Well, those are called hashtags. <laughs> They're pound signs. <laughs> I know. I, no matter what, whenever I go to do a hashtag, I always do pound. Oh, wait. Hashtag. Okay. Because the younger generation doesn't know what a pound sign is. You know, like yeah. on the phone, on touch-tone phones where you had to hit pound. What's a touch-tone? What's it? What's yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Saw some kid on TV the other day that says, what's a Laurel and Hardy? 
I was crushed. <laughs> Join us, won't you, at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.